This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we discuss um, the disgust of Aikido, the joys of Aikido, the excitement of Aikido, all the things that are great in the Aikido world. I am Christopher Heim, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, located in the Central Valley. I have a long competition history uh, in the martial arts. And I am Joshua T. I am a Juno at Aikido Fresno. And I am Maya Solana McDaniel. I am a third Q at Aikido of Fresno with these two chuckleheads. Chucklehead. I like it. <laughs> Chucklehead. Hey there. So I, I had this idea about... Uh, to talk about how to find the right uh, school to study in, uh, yep. which is so weird for me to bring this up because I didn't have that normal experience that I think a lot of people have where like um, you think about the martial art for a long time and you're like, oh, I want to be a martial art, I want to study, I'm going to go, like whatever, uh, and then you, you go and find it. Um, I had, my experience was uh, Chris, who I've known a long time, saying, Hey, I teach uh, Aikido. It'll be fun. You should come try it sometime. And then the next time I saw him, hey. And then this goes on for like several months. And then finally I was like, all right, be quiet. I'll come over. And what do you know? I did like it. So You seem to like it quite a lot. Yeah. So, so I didn't. I didn't <laughs> In just about every class. I, I didn't, for uh, 12 uh, for, years yeah. or something. So yeah. I didn't have, but, I, but I didn't have that experience of having to to find an instructor and, and make sure it's someone that I, I uh, you know, jived with or whatever. Um, but other people do. I know. I, I see it all the time. There's people who come into our dojo all the time who are um, asking questions or, or you can tell they're trying to find their spot. So I thought it would be interesting if we just talked a little bit about that. Like, hey, what are the kinds of things people should be asking? What should they be looking for if they're going out? Maybe they decided they wanted want to do Aikido, but they don't know where to start. I think also on the reverse side, if you're listening as a teacher or as someone who has a dojo, um, trying to maybe listen to those things and go, okay, what do I need to have more in my dojo or be more readily available right, for those right, new right. people? That's a good idea. Because I think that's one of the hardest things is getting new people and keeping them yeah. and not, um, you know, I mean... Of course, there are all kinds of things that happen outside of dojo that you can't control. But as much as possible, I feel like when you have people coming in, you want to um, make it as welcoming as possible. And um, sometimes I think, I mean, sometimes we're accidentally unwelcoming and not totally in a like uncool way. But sometimes things happen where we don't realize that we're being a certain way and yeah, that might no, affect the way new students see the that's dojo. That's for sure. And, and uh, also you need to, to kind of think about what kind of dojo your dojo is. So maybe we don't have the best advice for you um, in yeah. that sense. Um, because, <laughs> sure. yeah, well, yeah. so no, I think this is actually, uh, this is something kind of topical. So Ellis Anderson say, uh, recently wrote an article um, talking about how um, we should be not worrying that Aikido's kind of slowly dwindling in numbers and we should be working on the quality of what we're doing instead of the quantity of what we're doing. And so, you know, like really the only one who is, the only ones who are losing out are these big McDojo kind of places, you know, that, um, yeah. yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that really just care about turning a buck and not teaching. And, and so right now you're talking to three people who are essentially career martial artists. Like Maya's got the smallest amount of experience. She's been doing Aikido since 2005, pretty passionately had four different Aikido teachers. So like all three of us are very into martial arts. So, uh, you know, this is not the way to make money. This is the way to have a good dojo with people who care about doing what you're doing and developing the system as opposed to 
turning a buck. So I, I would be interested because I know that both of you have kind of um, different but interesting stories in that, you know, my, as you said, has studied under uh, several different uh, instructors. And Chris, I know, you know, you uh, were a living student for a while and, and traveled uh, down and, and moved uh, to L.A. to study. So um, maybe just talk a little bit about, like, when, as this was happening for you, what were the decisions the things that you were looking at when you made the decisions to train with the people that you did? <laughs> so for me, I, I mean, I wish I had a little something a little more interesting to say, but I think all of my choices really were ones of proximity, which I think is true for a lot of students. I mean, you kind of go to the <laughs> dojo that's most readily right, right, available right. and closest to you and the most... Um, most people aren't going to be able to travel to right. Sweden or right, Japan right. or Fresno um, or whatever. And so I started when I was a kid, so originally my parents put me in classes, and so I didn't really have too much of a say. Um, so, you know, as a kid, was it, am I having fun in class, you know? And that was really the deciding factor on whether we were going to stay or not. And obviously, I had enough fun to stick around. Um, and uh, after that, I, that sensei kind of uh, no, uh, discontinued teaching Aikido, so we went looking for another school. And um, I, from what I remember, it... Uh, the Aikido of Fresno was the school that we came to and we tried a class and my sister and I and um, we had a good time I mean really was what it was all about and it was uh, a time where we had done Aikido enough to that it was something that we needed to continue doing you know so it was kind of once again like if this is going to be the place to do it then this is where I'll do it because I've got to find a place to do it and then again when I moved to college it was I need to do Aikido. Where can I do it? And that ended up and being the, the classes that they had at the rec center. And when you went to Santa Barbara, though, I mean, there were lots of choices because I remember yeah. you asked me for a list, or your mom or someone asked yeah. me for a list mm -hmm. of um, uh, Aikido dojos, and I wrote down all of the places that I thought were good. Yeah. And um, you still, you chose proximity. You know what I mean? I did. Like, yeah. And um, I, I think I, I remember checking. There was out, nothing wrong with her choice, by the way. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, I checked. I checked out. I think uh, uh, at least one or two of the dojos that you had given me, and. Um, you know, I, I think proximity did win out. So for that, I mean, I think that's a huge thing to consider is just, you know, especially as a young person, you know, who doesn't have really very much transportation, like how close are you to the dojo itself? Right. So I was able to ride my bike to my dojo. Well, so and for a lot of people, me. that might be the deciding factor because, yeah. you know, especially if you're interested in Aikido there, if you're looking in Fresno, you're going to be limited on the amount of right. places that you can go. And that, mm -hmm. that that's likely the case in most places unless you're like in the bay area here in california or something well so let's field the question this way then so um saying proximity is a, a, a main concern for a lot of people um and saying let's just look outside of aikido for a second i mean then these same rules would apply for aikido too but you know if you're picking a martial art to study and um there are four places that are all relatively close you know and your heart's not sold on something specifically, you know, so it's like, I'm just going to kind of pick between these four places that are all close to me. Mm -hmm. um, my recommendation, this is going to be kind of my recommendation for whatever you do, is go to a class with the teacher if you possibly can. If you um, can't participate in a class, then ask to watch a class. Most teachers should be overjoyed if you want to participate in a class. I'm overjoyed when someone wants to participate in a class because I get a good read on them. They get a better read on me as to what the classes are going to be like. So go participate in a class. Find out how the teacher teaches, um, and and honestly, like how a teacher teaches is probably more important than anything else. Um, 
you know, like if they don't know anything in the world, I, I guess you know that that's not very useful if they're a good teacher. But hell, if they're a good teacher, they're going to teach you something, right? Like, so if you sit down with someone and you just have this charisma with them, you know, this connection with them, and they're teaching you lots of good stuff, and you can absorb that and pull that in, that's a good person to be around. Period. Um, but are they a good teacher? And then after you find out if they're a good teacher or not, check out their credentials. What, you know, does, do other people talk about them? You know, how long have they been doing the system? What do they seem to know around the system? A really good thing is have they put out videos and information? Do they write about the system? You know, so like for myself and Aikido, I've spent a lot of time trying to write about Aikido, make videos about Aikido, talk about Aikido, put myself out there about Aikido. Um, so all the criticisms and all the good and the bad of, of what I am as a teacher will be flushed out. Um, and so that's available to people if they want to see that they can find out that about me you know um, and I think a good teacher will do that and the more passionate someone is about their martial art the more likely they are to be a good teacher if they're really passionate about it, they cannot help but write about it talk about it think about it like it'll just come out all the time you know well, what about Yelp reviews yeah take the Yelp reviews well, into we, consideration we, we had a really really good Yelp reviews for a while until Yelp kind of seemed to come about money and then I didn't want to pay them money and then they, oh that's they right I forgot Yelp. about that and we used yeah. to have killer Yelp reviews yeah. and Yelp, then, uh, Yelp, then they wanted a bunch of money and yeah, they didn't, Yelp and loves you man seems they, to be bad they yeah. really like uh, want to put that out there um so, uh, Chris talked just a little bit about, you know, uh, so you were a live-in student. Was that a decision that you made sort of uh, instantaneously? I mean, did you know sort of going in, like, this is what I want to do, I'm, I need to be this focused about it? Because you did the same thing going down to L.A. Obviously, that's not going to be for everyone, but um, what made you decide that that's the tact you needed to take, and is it... So, what what would you suggest for people who are thinking like, well, do I need to be a living student? I mean, it just depends on, on on where you want to get. You know, so I have a you guys know I have a obsessive personality, right? So like, I get into something, I get into it. I want to learn everything about it. So, um, you know, I did martial arts. I dabbled in martial arts since I was five years old. You know, like always learning about something, reading about something, doing it. You know, I study a little Wing Chun here and a little this there and different things. Um, but I didn't get serious until I got my own car and I could drive myself to class. Um, and then I sought out Aikido. I found a good Aikido teacher. Uh, I think I had trained like three months before I made the decision to be Uchideshi. Um, and when I was Uchideshi, I in student. When I was Uchideshi, uh, that was exactly how I wanted to train martial arts because I excluded most of the things in my life. I just did martial arts. If you want to make big progress in a martial art and really submerse yourself in the martial art being a live-in student is ideal um and like when i when i moved to southern california same thing you know like i, I wasn't a live-in student because that wasn't available but i moved down there to completely immerse myself in training and that's exactly what i did i didn't have much of a social life i trained i went to work i went to sleep i trained you know and um and i trained with a few different teachers doing a few different things but mainly I had one teacher that I was there to be with and, and learn from and, and really soak up everything I could. Um, and that's just me. That's my personality. That might not be your personality. You know, I know people, like a lot of my students now, they maybe want to, but they have a kid or they have a wife or they have a, you know, whatever. Those things, um, I found if you can get your, your kids and your wife and whatever involved in the dojo, then it's a family affair and it's easier for you to get the training you want to get. So if you've got a crazy life that's complicated with a lot of things, try and make as much about that as the dojo as you can um, and find a good friendly dojo. You know, if, if the people at the dojo aren't friendly, then that's not a good place for you to be. 
Um, but you want to find that kind of dojo that will support your family, and your wife goes, hey, I want to go to the dojo too, you know? And what, um, how, how, how often should you be, be going? I think a lot of times people begin, they're like, oh, can I, can I, my, I can only come once a week, one hour a week. Is that going to be enough, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, what you're saying is, like, people say this stuff all the time, you know? How much should I come? So, look, are you a super soldier, and you're going to fight a super soldier battle, you need you need this style of kung fu um, before the super soldier battle is happening in three months, you know? Like, I mean, what, what what is this, you know, immediacy? You know, is that going to be enough? Um, you're choosing, probably, to, to study martial arts to increase your enjoyment in life, to get more enjoyment out of life. Um, so the amount that you find it enjoying and interesting to go is the right amount, you know, like, Maybe there's some crazy teachers out there, some weird contract or something. You got to come three days a week or something. But you know, I have students who come once a month. I have some students who come every three months or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? and that's cool. That's enough for them. They get an enjoyment out of them. They come. They do that and they hang out and they train and that's great. Um, I have students who come every freaking day and they, you know they're there when I'm opening the door. They're ready to go. Um, so there's different there's different levels and that's different for everybody and it's okay. So you know if you want to be very involved, be very involved. If you don't want to be don't want to be and, and and find a dojo that supports that is is a good thing to do i think with that too with the question how much time should i be spending training it depends what you want out of aikido and i think you have to sit down if, you, if you're thinking about doing a martial art if you're thinking about doing aikido you have to go what is it that i'm looking for you know and and it can be a multiple multitude of things it doesn't have to be one thing but it has to be um what am i looking for because if it's really just i'm looking for community you know i'm looking for some people to hang out with after work but yeah. i don't really have many friends yeah then you know go all every night week and make a lot of friends um if you're looking for you know just something to do to add a little spice to your life once a week then do once a week you know so i think it really like you have to sit down and as much as possible like kind of do a little bit of introspection and, and also a lot of research um and find what fits what you're wanting out of it because um, I think if, if you go with an idea that it's going to be a certain thing or that it, that you're, there's a certain thing you're supposed to get out of it, right. but it's not actually what you're looking for, then you're not going to have a good time. Yep. Um, and it's not going to be what you're looking for. And, and I think also, too, like schedule permitting, it's whatever you can do, whatever you're capable of. You, know? you don't have to feel pressured to go four days a week or five days a week. Um, if that's not your like intensity level, you know, if you see other people that are like, you know, A plus students that go every day and are, are training super hard, like that's, that's not you. <laughs> I mean, but like, it doesn't have to be you and you don't have to feel bad for that not right, being right. you, you know, because right, it like right. throughout my own life, like I have been a different kind of student depending on what's going on in my life. And definitely though Aikido has been a constant in my life since I started, it hasn't always been forefront and that's okay. Um, I'm really lucky that I've continued doing it this long, but you know, there's been other times where there was other extracurriculars that I had that were, that came before Aikido and I knew that, and that was, it was a little bit low commitment for me, um, in college. And, and that was, uh, that was what was best for me, you know? And sometimes I went, I went one to two days a week and that was great. And yeah. since I've gone out of college and I'm working, it's my main thing. And I go probably three to four days a week if I can. And that's what I prefer now. So I think it really just depends what you're looking for. Three to four is a, the lowest on a fight level. <laughs> I'm in the dojo like six to six a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think just depending, like being clear about what you want, what you're looking to get out of it. Because there are plenty of different things that you can get out of training. And knowing that will help you f- 
figure out what kind of dojo to go to. You know, a, a lot of the guilt trips you might give yourself um, about training is, is, is really your own bullshit. So I remember, you know, like I was training seven days a week. And uh, I remember um, sometimes, you know, something would happen. I would miss like maybe two or three days a week. And I remember like, especially if I miss like three days a week, I would be like, Oh God, oh, yeah. I'm going to go into the dojo. Yeah, Everyone's going to be like, where have you been, bro? <laughs> like you've missed thing. everything. You know, like yeah. three days. I've missed three days. I'm like freaking out. You know, right. and I go in, no one even knows I've been gone. You know, no one even notices. Like, uh, and I don't mean that in a cold way. It's just like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you've been uh, here, right? You were already right, here right, this right. week. And I'm like, yeah, no, not for three days. And they're like, well, I don't know. I wasn't here two days. You know, so um, that's your own crap. Um, a dojo is a really good tether to have, meaning that yes. it's a really good support group to have. And when you need more of it, take more of it. And when you don't need as much of it, don't take as much of it. You know, so so as much as it's about the training, it's also about you and enriching your life. Enriching your life is an important part of of any goal. You know, of any like self growth, growth discipline. You know. Yeah, and I think um, pick a dojo that makes you feel good. You know, when you go in, you feel encouraged. And when you're hanging around with the people, they make you feel welcome and safe. And, um, you know, that's a good environment. And that might mean different things to different people. But I think kind of universally, universally that, that feeling of when you come back in after being gone for a while, they the people should be like, hey, we haven't seen you. How have you been? Right. You know, that's the kind of attitude I think that, that I would look for. And I feel like pretty much anyone is looking for is the, the kind of group of people that are going to encourage you and, and always be happy when you're there. Right. right. And, um, you know, so I think like, um, I, I don't know, something that came up for me is like first figuring out what you want. Second, researching the different things that are available to you and, and maybe uh, picking a few. Um, and then third, going and talking to the teacher and, and trying a class and, you know, um, getting more information for yourself, figuring out how does it feel? How does it, how does how does it make me feel? Um, and then when you decide, you know, don't lock yourself into the decision, but also don't give up right away. I feel like there's a happy medium there where I think there are some people who um, they make a decision and then they feel really, really bad if it's not feeling right and they make themselves keep doing it. And if it's not right, then then don't, don't keep pushing yourself into something that's not quite right for you. I- but at the same time, don't don't psych yourself out of something, especially when you've been gone for a few days, because I think that's the trap that a lot of people right. fall into is I've been gone for a week. I've been gone even for two weeks, three weeks, oh, whatever now it I is. Can't go because, now yeah. I can't go because everyone's going to think I suck. And I've done this plenty of times, you know, I was gone at college and, and now I'm coming back to town and I haven't done Aikido very much. And, and everyone's at my dojo is going to think that I suck and everyone's going to, you know, whatever they're going to think of me. And always going I always felt encouraged and I always was like hey it's not so bad and I always feel better after training so I feel like psyching yourself out before even going is uh the worst you know think decide uh, whether you're going to stay or not after you finish class because that is where your true feelings about class will come out I yeah think. and uh you know I don't think this is most people because I think most people if they go into a, a dojo um or they're even thinking about it uh they've overcome this hurdle but i've i've heard it from people uh first time students where it's like oh uh, i don't know how to do this you know and so there's this weird like thing (laughs) and it's crazy to me it's (laughs) right it's crazy to me because it's like well of course like of course you don't know if you did know you wouldn't be here right i mean like you're just you you're not born with this innate ability so obviously you're going to be at a a low level so i think that's something to just kind of get over and and understand that like 
we're all kind of at the same level. And yeah. even if there's high-ranking students, you know, a lot of times people will come in and I think they feel bad because they'll see there's a bunch of high-ranking students and they're like, oh, I don't want to... I don't want to sit in on a class because I'm I'm new and I'm going to hold them back, you know. But it's like that's not what's happening. Yeah, they've been there. They you know? they know exactly what it's um, like to be the new guy. Well, I think a high-ranking student knows that like there's always something to be learned, right. you oh, know, yeah. and, more than and anything. It, right. <laughs> and there's definitely something to be learned from. I've learned so much from freaky new beginners from, pulling some weird playing shit. That. I mean, I've learned so right, much from right, those guys. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> So I think, and I, we're all a freaky new beginner at some point, right. doing some weird yeah. shit at some point, you know. So I think that that's something to just keep in mind as you as you're coming in that like uh, it's okay to be to feel awkward about yeah. the thing, you know. Hundred percent, yes. Um, it's cool, and, yeah. and hopefully, if you go into a place that's that's worthwhile, they'll be able to. You can all overlook that together and and, and move on. Um, so what are some, I mean, we, we kind of went over this uh, already, but what what's the most important? Like, what's the one thing that you should, all things, other things, put aside, you know, what's the thing that you should be, that people should be looking for? I mean, if you can't, if you can't find a teacher who can teach you, it's, it's, it's a wasted relationship, you know, and it doesn't matter if they've won the world championship and if they, you know, are a 10th Don, what, it does not matter. If they cannot teach you anything and they're not passionate about teaching you anything, it's a waste of time to yeah. be there. Um, so I put that, uh, you know, above all else, above rank or anything else. You know, that's that's put. Especially if you're a brand new person, a showdown, uh, you know, a third Q in Aikido, you're a brand new person. They've got an awful lot to teach you. Um, so, so like if they're passionate and you can really get, you know, you might you might outgrow them in a, in a year or so. But like. That's a person you should study with. If you feel that kind of connection, that's a great person to study. And you with. don't. And it, it's not necessarily one of these things either. Where uh, if you're really into it, like you need to travel to, uh, you know, some other place to track down the one. It's not yeah. like you got to travel to the top of the mountain no. and sit outside uh, for three months while the yeah. dude. Well, know, especially I mean, in this day and age. To, I mean, with know. with some exceptions, if you live in a fairly metropolitan area or you live near metropolitan area. You can probably find 80% of the martial arts you're going to want to study there. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as you want to do, like, kendo, judo, aikido, boxing, wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're going to find these things easy, you know? Like, and, and most places are going to have a couple options, you know? I think, I don't know, what I would say more than anything is kind of what I was saying before, which is, like, know yourself and know what you're looking for, you know? Sit down and, and think about it. And once you've thought about, this is what I'm really looking for, this is why I've gravitated towards martial arts, then look for something that fits that, you know? So, like, we're kind of saying maybe you're not the most, the kind of person that's going to travel to the, another city to find a teacher because that's not really what you care about so much as finding a good community. Then look for a good community and, and something that that's right. feels right. That's right. Um, but if you are someone that really wants, you know, your sensei to make you clean the floors mm-hmm. and paint the walls and do all this crazy stuff, then There's find a, someone who's going to make you do that. Exactly right. That's exactly right. You exactly know, it's right. What, whatever I mean, it is you're looking for. And look, I run a really casual dojo. I mean, like, you know, we, we observe all the Aikido practices, but, you know, like, I don't make anyone kowtow to me. We don't have to leave special rewards on the showman. You know, none of that stuff. And, you know, I've been around that stuff. Uh, but I'm just not into that. You know, I'm an American and I have very simple values. Um... And so I know I've turned people off because I don't, you know, make them say, oh, sit and like, you know, sit and say so for 45 minutes or something, you know, like, uh, and that's okay. That's, you know, that's not the dojo for them, right? Um, and so, you know, you have to, you have to figure out how much you want to study that thing and how available that thing is to you where you're at. 
Um, and something else I want to touch on real quick that Mike kind of touched on real quickly was uh, deciding when you want to quit a martial art. Because um, this is this is a really important subject. Um, so I have this rule for myself. Um, would I do it for a year? And so, you know, look, I always want to study some new martial art. There's always, you know, the other day someone was talking about African martial arts. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything about African martial arts. Like, I should really check out African martial arts. Um, so, so I always want to study something. I don't want to in, involve myself in a community, though, because, you know, you get wrapped up. You get wrapped up with the teacher. You get wrapped up with the other students. Um, and so if you just appear and disappear, um, also for yourself, you know, if you don't give yourself enough time in something, you can't gain anything out of it. So I have a one-year rule. If I like a martial art enough that I'm going to study it, that I'm, I'm going to study it, I tell myself that I'm going to study it for a year no matter what. I'm going to study that martial art for one year. And that year means I have to go minimum of one time a week. And I go for a year. Um, and now doing that, sometimes, you know, three months in, you hate something, right? Six months in, you love it, right? Because you're going through a lot of changes. And yeah. I, have, I, have, I have a pretty good idea about myself now because I've studied a lot of stuff. Um, but really, honestly, you need that time. And so like Kendo, for example, was not a, a good mix for me, right? So like I thought a lot about Kendo, read a lot about Kendo. Kendo seemed awesome. Uh, I, I decided I was going to study. Yeah, I'm going to study it for a year. I went and studied Kendo for a year the end of a year, I was like, I'm really not enjoying this that much. You know, Kendo just wasn't for me. Nothing against Kendo. Kendo's awesome. I still read lots of Kendo stuff. Kendo people have been really influential in my Aikido, believe it or not. So Kendo's cool. It's just that martial arts, not for me. We don't agree, right? There's lots of things I didn't like about it. So after a year, I sat down with the sensei. I explained to him how I felt about it. Uh, I pre uh, said, thank you for your time. And, and I moved on, you know, um, and, and that's valid, but you need to set a criteria for you. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a year, I'm a serious martial artist, right? But maybe for you, it's three months. And I would say a minimum of three months. You're going to do it for three months. And I would even go as far as to say, pay three months in advance so you're in it, right? And yes. then make yourself go yes. every week. And if you miss a week, that's fine. Jump right back on there. The next week, you get in yeah. and you train. Um, you need to do that to see if you like it or not. I think we go through phases. And yeah. I, I've gone through phases like this with a bunch of different kinds of things and I mean I think that's what's awesome about being a kid in some ways is your parents may keep making you go I mean if they're yeah. good parents yeah. you know what I mean they, they'll they'll keep making you go yeah, even when you're like I, I hate wish, going <laughs> I wish I could play piano if it wasn't for my mom <laughs> I, I would be a prodigy right now but I said I don't want to play my mom said that's fine Thanks. I love you don't do yeah. No, I mean, that's why I did play piano for So eight. make your kids go. No, I mean, and if yeah. you're actually, if you're a parent uh, listening to this, and I tell all my parents this when kids sign up, almost inevitably your kid is going to love it to death for and a little while. Right. And then they're going to bitch and they're going to hate it for a while. And I mean, every kid, you know, I have students who love Aikido and they have gone through a period where they hated going to the dojo. You are just going to have to accept that that's a part of it. And like, do the same thing for your kids that I just said people should do for themselves. Set a time, right? We're going to give Junior six months. We're going to give him a year. We're going to give whatever it is. See how that period of time goes. If you think they're getting stuff out of it, make them continue to go. Kids don't understand the value of these things until later. The, it's a rare time in life True. when you have this amount of time to study. And so take advantage of it if you can. There's, I think there are always growing pains in learning things, in learning new things. And I think... Um, you know, those always manifest in, uh, I hate this. I don't want to go. I wish I could just relax, you know, and for kids and adults. And I think even more so as an adult, you have to be that parent for yourself. Yeah, that's you know, hard. you have to go, uh, okay, come on. I know I just got home from work and it was a hard day, but 
I know that I'm going to feel better after this. And there's also something weirdly like, uh, it can be humbling, it can be crippling, when you realize like, oh yeah, you suck at something. You know, oh yeah, man. When when you're standing there and they're like, don't grab him like that, and you're like, but I'm grabbing. What are you talking about? I'm grabbing you just like you showed me. Mm-hmm. And then you know, a month later, you realize, oh no, I wasn't I was doing. That all up. <laughs> I, you know, but you can't see it at the, you know. And so there's something that can be uh, totally awesome about that if you take it in the right context. There's some, but if you don't, it, it could really make you just you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And, and jumping off of that, I think this is something we all do, but you can't as much as possible compare yourself to other people oh, because, no. No. like, it's it's the worst trap that everybody gets into, and you have to just remind yourself, like a parent would to a kid, you can't compare yourself to other people because right. they're not you. They're not dealing with the things that you're dealing with. And the thing I think, one of the things that I've thought about a lot in martial arts training is just like a just like physically. Mentally, everything, we're all different and we all start at a different level. And some people are super physically gifted and everything comes naturally to them. And that's just the way some people start. Some people are super mentally or learning-wise gifted, you know what I mean? And they just learn things really fast. And there are others of us that you're working through your own shit. And honestly, there are some days that I come in and train and it's just like, can I get through this and (laughs) and not make myself cry? You know, (laughs) can can I get through this and not, you know what I mean, Um, not get too confused? You know what I mean? Like, you have to be nice to yourself also, as you would with a kid when they're having a hard day and you know that they're stressed and they, you know, might have a tantrum at any moment. You have to go, it's going to be okay. Let's go anyway. You're going to get through it. It's going to be okay, you know? And I think that's part of it is is giving yourself that space, but also reminding yourself that everybody's different and it's a, a chance for learning. Yeah. So uh, you found a place, whatever that process is, you go there, you, you set a time for yourself three months a year, whatever. How how do you get the most, what are the things you need to be doing to get the most out of your training? So, uh, number one thing is uh, don't just punch the clock. Um, I think a lot <laughs> of people, and, yeah. and this, this drives me nuts when I go into Aikido school and visiting or something, you see people who are there just punching the clock, meaning they're showing up and they're going through the forms and they're not paying attention to what's going on, they're just blindly doing it. You're not going to learn that way. You're just you're simply not going to learn that way. Uh, it is slightly being pushed into your your nervous system, you know, like so you're getting some tiny benefit out of it. Um, but the benefit you're getting compared to if you actually pay attention and completely engage is nothing. And then beyond like what you're getting out of it in the sense that like oh you know am I learning this system? What are you getting out of it? Meaning like what did I get out of it for my hour that I spent or my hour and a half or my two hours that I just spent doing this? Um, if you're fully engaged, then you're going to get more out of it as a rewarding practice for right now, and also all down the line, you know, you're going to get more out of it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, just being as present as you possibly can, given the day. I also think though you have to figure out what the metrics are for yourself because there's you're you and someone else is someone else, and for your hard day might be someone else's easy day. Or, you know, your easy day might be someone else's hard day, you know? So if it means that for you, you know, just getting through the class is a, a big challenge and just showing up and being present is a challenge, then focus on that and focus on being present and, and pick something to work on, you know? But if that's becoming easy, then don't just sit there. Don't settle down in that. Always try and go, okay, what else can I pay attention to today? And even if you're doing, you know what I mean, Shomuchi Ikkyo and it's like, ugh, this again, you know what I mean? 
find something you else. You can squeeze something out of it, I guarantee yeah, you. Find something else to work on because there's always something that can be gleaned. This is, I think Chris said this earlier, uh, not before we were recording, but uh, the idea of uh, letting the teacher teach and, and not not thinking that you know something more than them or different than them or whatever, or you know they they tell you to do something and it sounds ridiculous, just just do it. You know they're the instructor. Follow what they're yeah. saying. Yeah. If you have gotten to the point where you trust them enough to be your instructor. Then trust them enough to be your instructor and just do what they say when they tell you yeah. to do some crazy stuff that feels weird or seems <clears throat> whatever. Just do it. <laughs> go with it. Um, and uh, afterwards, try to piece together why it might be that they would be telling you those things. So. Right. After you're away from the teachers, the time to sort out what you got and didn't get. And, you know, I got a story about Josh. Um, uh, he's, he's a man of his word. What he's telling you is, is something that's true for Josh for sure. Josh and I went to a seminar in Aikido Diablo Valley, and um, uh, there was an instructor there, and uh, kind of an older guy, and he was kind of, you know, pontificating and uh, talking about a lot of cool stuff, and most of the guys in the seminar just weren't listening to him, and he had, he had suggested the way we practice, and so we're all training, you know, and uh, most of these people are not doing what this guy suggested, because he's a little trippy and different, mm-hmm. um, and Josh is trying his hardest, you know, balls out, just doing it exactly the way that the teacher has outlined for us. And we left, and I remember Josh was just like, man, all those people paid money to come listen to this instructor, and uh, they didn't do what he said. Uh, why would they waste their money and time? And he's like, I think, and then Josh had a list of things that he thought that he got from this that were awesome, that this instructor provided, that those guys didn't get because they weren't listening to what the teacher was doing. So if you want to maximize your time with the teacher, why select a good teacher if you're not going to listen to what they do and try and do what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we're uh, coming up against our time. Is there anything? I mean, I think we pretty much covered a lot and then some. It kind of went a little deeper maybe than I originally had thought it would, but I think there's a lot of good stuff in here for people who are um, starting out and trying to figure out what it is that they're doing, you know, um, which I think is important because that's what I see all the time. We see people come in all the time. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it would help to just to have an outline for them, for some people to hear some things to think about as you're, you know, because I think a lot of people just come in blind. They're like, oh, I read some on Aikido and I just, I've been thinking about it for years and I'm finally taking that leap. And so, hey, here's what it means. It's, it's hard for me, you know, like I kind of feel a little bit like a traitor to Aikido for this because um, I, I am just a martial artist. I love martial arts. And so, uh, you know, like I would honestly say if, you know, you kind of want to study Aikido, that sounds pretty cool. And the Aikido teacher in your area is okay. Um, but there's a guy who teaches uh, Pinchak Salat or something, and he's awesome and super passionate and really into his martial art. I would, I would really look at that <laughs> other guy, right? And, and, and I'm not saying anything. It's Aikido. And I'm not Aikido. See, I'm just talking about all martial arts. Like, study the martial art where the teacher is the most into what they're doing. Because that's, that's how you're going to get the right, best experience. Right, right, right. I guarantee yeah, you, yeah, that's yeah. how you're going to get the best experience. And so, like, you know, if it's important, so look, I want to say Chinese internal and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I found teachers who did exactly what I wanted, and I uprooted my entire life to go do exactly what I wanted. I had a special case where that's what I do with my life. Um, but if you don't, and you're stuck in your town, and you got three miles you can go, that's how much time you got between work and whatever things you got to organize. And there's a teacher who does a style that you're mildly interested in, but they're a phenomenal teacher who loves what they're doing. And another style that you're kind of interested in, more, it's greater, but the teacher seems kind of a little boring. 
don't go to the boring guy, right? I mean, I'm, honestly, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I super promote Aikido. Aikido is a fantastic martial art. You should uproot your life and go, go study Aikido. <laughs> um, that's that's what I did. But um, but you know, find the teacher who's into what they're doing. Yeah. All right. That, that's 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 it. it. That's, <laughs> it. that's uh, the final uh, what things to look for in the dojo and scene. Um, yeah. So so real quick though. Uh, so Josh's got to go through his blog roll thing. Um, but also, I want to say I don't know. We haven't talked about this yet. If we're going to get another so. Um, there, this podcast came out on Tuesday, um, in the future. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I want, we want to release another one, but there's a bunch of holiday craziness going on week. and I don't know if we're going to be able yeah. to record yeah. one by then. So you might miss a week. Don't, Look at SoundCloud, subscribe to SoundCloud right, right. and if it appears, it'll appear. If you subscribe, you'll be fine. Otherwise, don't freak out if we, if we miss, if a, we week. miss a week. Yeah. Um, we'll be back. We will be back. On that note, you should subscribe to the podcast and you can do that at, uh, at SoundCloud, we're looking uh, to get on all of the other podcast uh, places, although it's uh, beyond our capabilities. Yeah, so. we'll we, get we it. It's difficult. It's, it's yeah, difficult. It's if Stitcher, you've done really, it, if Stitcher, you, if you're listening, you're very it, difficult to put stuff on right now. If you've done this, people. And people iTunes it. takes like six years of filling right, out forms right. before... <laughs> Um, but uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at uh, Aikido of Fresno or Aikido Fresno. Um, if you just do a search and you can like us there and follow all of the things that we do. Um, okay, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs>